Welcome to Goa. This is a podcast about the people, places, and everyday stories of India's smallest state. As creators of Goa.me, Goa's largest online community, we set out to bring you interviews and candid conversations with interesting and inspiring individuals. So come along and get to know Goa beyond the holiday. In this episode, we sit down with Goa-based art consultant, curator, and collector, Samira Shait. For as 2020 comes to a close, we can't help but reflect upon the many ways in which this year has indeed affected the arts. As we enter what would typically be a season packed with year-end celebrations and an endless array of art festivals and events, we are curious to get Samira's take on how this pandemic has and will continue to shape the way in which we create and collect art moving forward. With a wealth of experience, not only here in Goa, but across India and abroad, Samira shares her journey into art and leaves us feeling far more optimistic about the future than we thought. You know, thinking back when I think about how I've sort of arrived at where I am, it seems to be a very natural progression because I've always loved words and text and images and um, I grew up, my family was always collecting beautiful things and so I was surrounded by art, by sculpture, by uh, books, you know. And I gradually got into, I was always looking at exhibitions and, you know, sitting around while my mom was looking at something, (laughs) even as a little kid. So when I went to college in Bombay and I was studying literature, I was again visiting exhibitions and uh, many a time I came very close to picking up artworks. I didn't even have anywhere to live. I was in the hostel. I didn't have a home of my own. And I was just, I mean, I fell in love with stuff and I wanted to buy it. (laughs) And sort of then the piece got sold or whatever, you know, so it didn't happen. But um, then I got married and my first job was with Art India, which is a very sort of well-respected art magazine in India. And through that, I sort of, I met artists, I came in contact with auction houses, gallerists, writers, art critics. So it really sort of was a very, uh, it was like learning on the job. You know, I was like fully immersed into this art milieu. And it was just before the boom sort of happened. I started collecting art myself, you know, meeting artists and whatever I liked, I would just go for it. And because I was collecting, I think my friends started asking me, where do you source art? And so it kind of grew and expanded from there. And then I moved to Dubai. So in Dubai, I continued doing whatever I was doing. I was writing for a lifestyle magazine. I also have a background in journalism and mass communications. So, you know, whichever magazine I worked for, I'd start an art column. And there was nothing much happening in Dubai at the time. But then the uh, art festival started, the Dubai Art Fair. So I was reviewing that. Christie started exhibiting. (laughs) I was taking people to those auctions and, you know. So again, I became quite, uh, I was reviewing the shows for Art India back home. So, I mean, the affinity with the arts never really, it just continued. And I started curating shows as well. And then I moved to Goa. And again, there was no really art, there was no real art scene when I came here. I've been here 10 years now. 
I started visiting galleries. Whatever I could find, whatever little bit, you know, I made friends with collectors at galleries. And I learned a lot about Goan art. I started again investing in Goan artists. I wouldn't say investing, I'd say I'd start buying or collecting Goan artists. And it gradually came to the point, you know, the artists would have sort of heard what I did before or who I was writing for and whatever. And they'd ask me to write catalogs or curate their shows. And I, I guess like one thing just led to another. So I would describe myself as a, as a writer, collector, curator, art consultant, art advisory, services, whatever. Because I also advise people then because it grew and became sort of more serious. I set up a few portals. I was advising people on setting up art portals. You know, and then people contact me if they want to set up art for an institution or they want to source a particular work that's hard to come by or they have some rare work in mind. Or where I'm curating, because I know all these artists in Goa, it's easier for me to cull it all together and pull it into a show that is more cohesive and, you know. So, so that's sort of how it evolved. Okay. <laughs> and have you been... Have you been surprised or underwhelmed or what has been your impression since moving here? So, like I said, when I moved here, it was pretty, um, it was pretty slow. And I think it was, a, it's a lot more innocent than the big cities because mm -hmm. you see fabulous art here, but there isn't that hype or there isn't that, the artists are not that ambitious mm -hmm. or they don't know maybe how to project themselves or you know, make a cohesive, sort of co not coherent, but a forceful catalogue that really reflects what their work is all about. So, I mean, and then I got into, again, I was writing for lifestyle magazines, and again, I started art columns, and, you know. So I think doing that and finding out what was happening, I've really kept sort of my finger on the pulse of what has happened. So a, a lot of galleries opened, you know, while in the last 10 years. Yeah. The Cube opened, Serendipity came to town, yeah. Fundusa Orient has started a visual art prize over yeah. the last two years. Carpe Diem started up in the mm -hmm. south, Morgue started. So, I mean, it really sort of mushroomed. Suddenly there was more art to see and to look at. Yeah. The avenues opened. Yeah. But I think we still have a long way to go in terms of, yes, it's more vibrant, but, you know, I was also very shocked when I came here <laughs> that uh, Goa has this sort of really rich cultural legacy. You know, two of the top most uh, highest selling artists are from Goa, Souza and Gaitonde. And there is no mention of them. Like kids in Goa don't know who these people are. I mean, you go to Amsterdam, every kid knows who Van Gogh is. Yeah. Nobody knows who these people are. There's no public homage to them anywhere. There's no space where you can see a work. They're even virtually, there's no sort of, there's nothing commemorating them or, uh, you know, saying they're the pride of Goa or anything like that. It's like if you're in the know, you know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> and then you share that with the people who are interested or whatever. Whereas it should really be a larger consciousness. It should be in the cultural consciousness, right? It needs government support or a museum or uh, or even if not that, <laughs> at least some sort of literature or some talks or workshops or screenings. But you very rarely hear anything about their legacy yeah. or their uh, achievements because I'm all about making art more accessible. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like I don't like bad art. I don't like decorative art. And I don't like art being this intimidating to so many people. 
I want it to be more uh, accessible yeah. and more uh, more of a community feeling around. Like so many people say, oh, we don't we don't understand art, or we don't. Know. Yeah, I wouldn't. Step you know, into it's just to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I loved about what Serendipity did is I remember the first year I came, and that was eight years ago, mm-hmm. walking around the city of Panjim in the monsoon, yeah. and imagining all these decrepit buildings, all these little street and laneways and buildings that were clearly hadn't been restored in ages, and just imagining these places filled with yeah, exhibitions. Yeah, it made it quite a revival of sorts, you know. And yeah. then fast forward to 2016 or whichever year it was that they started and you're like, wait, what? So yeah, what, it just so became mega. It went, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, they did. They did yeah. just that. It, what I like about that and again, it takes it out of that boxed-in gallery setting where a lot of people aren't going to feel comfortable to go. Yeah. And even with Serendipity, some people aren't going to feel comfortable actively going to go to it, but just walking within Panjim, you're going to interact with it. Yeah. And that kind of you see these the murals and you yeah. see these figures everywhere and you have to kind of wonder what is going on. Yeah. And you see people from all uh, walks of life mm-hmm. and it's it's really marvelous to see. Yeah. It's exhausting. I mean, I wish since I'm in multiple. the arts, <laughs> I really wish I'm always ill by the end of it because <laughs> yeah. I want to see everything yeah, and do everything. Ten all, but, take notes, see everything. Yeah. Like, oh, so it's it's kind of overwhelming, but yeah. the good thing is you can't escape it. Yeah. You know, there's a barge with something going yeah. on there's a yeah. play happening in the garden yeah. there's a and a so, bit of so something for everyone a bit of something for everyone so I really enjoy that yeah. and um, you know even during the lockdown there is still so much happening yeah. which is good for a while of course everybody was on hold and no one wanted to but it's it's very interesting to see how artists have responded to the yeah. to this moment yeah. which is like I mean when we look back 20 years from now whenever it'll be so interesting to see how everybody saw it so differently and responded yeah. to it you know what was going on and yeah. makes it a very historical time to be living mm, and through and to you capture know? it in that way we did a few articles on different artists and their take or how they were using the time to process through their art and everything and it mm. I felt like at the beginning of the lockdown there was this almost burst of people needing to react in some kind of way and that came up in both art form as well as people creating problem-based apps to solve issues of lack of resources and how would you say people are learning to live with this pandemic basically it's not we're not all hoiled up in our homes anymore we're going out we're We're interacting again but we're doing it in whatever new normal we're having to adapt to has there been a slump kind of after this intensity of people Reacting to the lockdown, how do you think it's going to transition now that the season has season? You know, it's December and the festivals yes, are yeah, to happen. Yeah, and you do get a little tired of all this virtual, yeah. you know, it, it is tiring to sort of... I mean, it's a different... I think one yeah. of the main reasons, at least for me personally, that I go out to see art or I go to a gallery or I go to a festival is to get out of the screen. And to exactly. get away from and these things. And you like things. that little bit of interaction, yeah. you know. I always feel very happy after I've seen a show or mm-hmm. done something. So, I mean, there is stuff happening because, I mean, you miss the physical experience of looking and not touching, but <laughs> of just sort of... <laughs> Yes, of course. (laughs) So, I mean, even I miss that. But I'm just so grateful that, you know, a couple of shows have started and we have the opportunities again to go out and look at things. 
although I mean virtually everyone's done a great job of bringing art to us and there's so much going on creatively so that's great in Goa at least you know like Cube was one of the first to host a show in October they opened and they installed this air filter air filtration system so they're making a real effort to get viewers in and pep up the scene a bit then there's Suna Pranta, of course, brought a show down, which is still ongoing. It's remembering Sisyphus, I think it's called. Mm. And most of these, whatever's going on, is kind of very apt for us for the time we are living in because mm. they're kind of echoing that sense of anxiety, yeah. but at the same time giving us that sense of hope as well that it's okay, we will get through this. And now that enough time has passed, it's probably, it's quite reassuring to see exhibitions up. And I will say that people haven't stopped buying art. And people who, who are interested in aesthetics or, you know, yeah. in the aesthetic way of seeing the world like to buy stuff yeah. like this. And it hasn't stopped because privately people are buying. It's pretty vibrant, even okay. though you would imagine it's not. Yeah. People are getting in touch with artists or with curators or galleries yeah. or whatever. And they're sourcing works and yeah. they're, they're interested to know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, what are you working on? Is that available? Because everybody, I think, feels a sense of collective responsibility that we can't let this go down. Okay. You know, yeah, you know which is great. Yeah, which I think is really, really great for. I mean, the collectors in Goa are a very dedicated, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, very dedicated, very interested and enthusiastic, yeah. and I mean, they don't seem to mind that. You yeah. know, they still seem will tomorrow come? Kind of yeah, thing. They're still really, going ahead and supporting the arts, which really is fabulous. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in my small, small way, I definitely felt that when when lockdown happened and all of these things, immediately I was like, okay, how can I financially support? I reached out to a few artist friends and purchased works. I reached out to a local ceramic artist and bought some new mugs from her. I, I follow someone See, on YouTube and I paid on Patreon yeah. because I just felt like, okay, it's small, yeah. but I'm in a position where I can afford to spend on the art that I appreciate. I'm not going out. I'm not spending my money out of the house. Yeah, I think that's another factor. And it suddenly because became, people want to yeah. shop as well. <laughs> True. I mean, there is, not and there is nothing to shop. <laughs> cannot ignore the fact that when when you're stuck in your home entertainment the is, arts is has what is what's kept things, us like, going this is what keeps you yes, sane exactly and mm. there's a lot of free methods in which to absorb entertainment but that realization of we have to support however we can those those makers and those creators exactly. because they have to keep creating they have to keep creating and it's also like i mean because i've been spending so much time at home as we all have in fact i even sort of posted about it that you, you know, you should love what you're living with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you feel so happy boomed. if you're looking at something. <laughs> People are like, well, I can't go on holiday. I'll renovate my kitchen. I'll buy a new art for my bedroom. Yeah. I've been wanting for ages. And I mean, I, I always feel I'm so lucky to have bought this. And I'm so lucky yeah. to have bought it. And even now, after like it's been a few years that yeah. I've bought something, I find new ways of looking at things yeah. or more enjoyment in the same things. Yeah. Or, you know, I think it's great to be surrounded by art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I said, it's kind of a natural progression for me mm. because I mean you can't buy everything <laughs> as a oh. collector <laughs> well, I can't buy room. everything <laughs> I don't have the resources yeah. but I buy when I can yeah. I like to support artists yeah. and like you said you know it's about the conversations yeah 
I realized that what I like most is talking to artists. Yeah. You know, I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to turn it into a sort of uh, yeah, an opportunity, an opportunity and uh, something to do and yeah. something I love doing. And yeah. So that it became my career by default. Yeah. That's great. That's great to so, have a career where <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think of it as a career, but yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. you know. And do you find, is there things you miss about larger cities or the art scene in larger places that you would love to see come to Goa or evolve in Goa? Or do you feel like Goa has, in many ways, I find the, the subdued and kind of the unprotected, well, there's pretension as well, but the unpretentious landscape of the art scene here. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have yeah, to go it's more to innocent. a like, really yeah. <laughs> gallery that's just, it's out of your league in a lot of cases. And mm-hmm. what I love about Ngoa is I don't feel like I'm out of my league going to these galleries and maybe I can't afford a certain piece, but I do feel like I can go to most art shows. Yes. And if there's something I love, I could potentially afford it. And I'm not a high earning art collector but yeah. I think here there is which is nice I think you know the main uh, the charm of Goa yeah. you know like some of my friends who are in this field in, in big cities will tell me they don't so much they're, they're not so adventurous and they don't pick up an artist they don't know Right. maybe the younger crowd now is mm-hmm. but by and large and even if you walk into a gallery you don't see very many artists who are not big names Yeah. you yeah. know so it's in fact the other way around. I really enjoy this art scene in Goa yeah. because I really feel, first of all, there's so much to look at. Mm-hmm. There's such a diversity. And also it's, um, I was uh, sort of helping out with a show by the beach mm-hmm. some years ago at Palulim, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And you won't believe it. It was a mini print show, which were quite reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. The show was almost all sold out on opening night. Oh, wow. Which would never happen. And these were artists who were not really known. Right. People so just were just walking in. Some people walked in off the beach. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> and, and, you know, in their swimsuits and sarongs and said, I'll take this and I'll take that. Yeah. And the next day I was staying uh, that side. And the next day I was exploring the area and I walked into some store forgotten the name of it and she says to me oh I saw you last night at the show and I picked up two pieces and aren't they great and and I was like this would never happen in very rarely happen in a Bombay or Delhi you know because there it's more like uh, it's more competitive when you're sort of either bidding or you're You've got your eye on a piece (laughs) and you're sort of competing with other bidders. You know, it's it's more, uh, which is great, but it's because it benefits everyone in the long run. Yeah. But it's definitely more sophisticated. Yeah. And here people just buy what they like. They don't, yeah. they don't really care what you... Yeah, which is a really yeah. nice thing because I think there's that entry. Like, how do you enter into the art world either as an artist or as a collector? Mm-hmm. And if you feel that the only stream is the big league, mm-hmm. is either getting your art into the biggest gallery with the mm-hmm. biggest reputation mm-hmm. or purchasing at that scale you're never gonna start because you don't see yeah you're gonna be too intimidated and you're gonna be yeah and so definitely goa has so many different layers of the art scene there is definitely the the high end here of course as we said but at the same time there's but there are many levels at which to enter you know and there's these and i feel you know the more one looks the more one learns Mm -hmm. And if you're scared, then you sort of educate yourself about the artist or you... And what I like now is that there are more curated shows. There's more of a focus. 
what i would like to see more of is more curated shows and yeah kind of a cohesive story yeah. around that yeah and so sort of because then it brings the show together and gives it a more um, it enhances it in so many ways yeah. as in just randomly hanging any old no and it does it's, <laughs> it's, it's also it's a bit too casual well, it's nice to be a little more professional and um, and for a lot of artists you know they're overwhelmed by those not administrative elements but the curatorial elements of putting a show yeah, together which is where i mean I've, my area of uh, why i'm needed i suppose yeah. in a way otherwise yeah. i wouldn't be required yeah. so i i do like that part and i even when i go to other shows which are put together i like to read the catalog i like to read what's going on yeah. you know because you sometimes it's very intimidating also when when you don't understand anything Right. Like now I followed an artist I'll know what his practice or her practice is all about or what she's trying to say or how she's moved on or yeah. changed it or you know. Yeah. But now art is getting more conceptual and you know and we're yeah. getting more of that in Goa yeah. which we didn't have earlier. True. Then you definitely need something to uh, yeah, some context, some explanation to help you enjoy and engage with the work more. Right. So I would like to see more of that. Okay. But how do you see the classic curated show changing in like obviously the vernissage and the opening is the time when all these people are coming and that might be frowned upon in some ways and going and yeah. quietly viewing a show on your own that's the perfect setting for a Yeah. So world, I, you know in some ways it's going to become like I anyway prefer a sort of tighter more intimate kind of format to view a show. Yeah. I mean I want a lot of people to come to the show mm-hmm. but it's it's okay if they come if they stagger their yeah. coming instead of all coming at once because yes. opening night is great for connecting and chatting and getting an overview but I've also gone back so many times yeah. I go on opening night because you want to support the artist or the yeah. curator or the gallerist and then I go back to look at the artworks closer and I I'm like so to go back in. alone yeah. I'd probably just be like okay please no one talk to me I just need to look because how are you going to look at things yeah. uh, you know if you're uh, yeah that's how I feel every yeah. time when I love going to um, the affordable art fest at mm-hmm. Moog because mm-hmm. there's such a buzz and there's so many beautiful artworks yeah. around but the, after the opening night you're like wow okay I need to go back with no one yeah. and like four hours yeah. and I'm going to walk around. I'm going to bring snacks yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to feel like I'm And I'm going to like take my time and yeah. you know. And also of course the other way works as well. I mean sometimes you just you fall in love with something and you want it there and then before anyone gets hold of yeah, it. You know. I was hanging up a show recently before this whole lockdown and literally the people staying at the venue it's a boutique hotel kind of thing yeah. and they were leaving and they saw me while and they said can we have this can we take it with us yeah. now because we're yeah. flying back to Bombay and I was like but it's like <laughs> the show hasn't opened yet. but then what do you do I said you know it's great for the artist yeah. because I mean artists don't really make a lot of money yeah. you know so if they can sell you shouldn't pass up that opportunity just for yeah yeah because I mean Goa has such a transitory crowd also you mm. you have to kind of adapt and think about you know Absolutely. so then we hung another work there yeah. <laughs> and they took it and paid for it and this paying through all these new means has made it so much yeah. has, has just changed the whole has, uh, yeah. you know no, it doesn't that's what the younger people are buying and they're yeah. and they're buying impulsively yeah there is a lot more affordable art and especially with the way that the digital art scene has boomed and these online platforms where artists can 
I mean, in a lot of ways, artists have had to become more enterprising or have to yeah, have more have of to. a product range within their art. Because perhaps to yes. be able to sustain themselves and pay the bills, they can sell works at a more affordable and more, quick pickup. Yeah, and yeah. then they can work on these bigger works yeah. that are more for the shows and for commission works. But I know that even that can be quite a, a struggle to decide whether you want to go those routes as artists. I think I've had this conversation with a few who just, they really want to establish themselves in a certain category. Yes. And to you do don't want these to other be things. Too, you don't want to be churning them yeah. out kind of thing. Because then you become, I mean, you kind of lose your credibility in the long run. Sort right. of, you know. I mean, when you become known for your signature style or something. Of course you should, I mean, there are prolific artists who, who send, produce so much stuff. Mm. <laughs> and he was still, yeah. he was not, cons- I mean, he's still considered one of the, you know, most respected Indian artists. Yeah. So it's not that. I think so long as you keep the quality of your work paramount yeah. and not just, not just churn it out for a market. Yes. Sure. You know, so what you're saying is, or what, whatever story you're telling or whatever meaning you want to convey or not or whatever is yeah. is paramount for you not just the market yes then it works yeah you know? you're saying you'd love to see more curated shows in goa do you feel that there's a need for more gallery spaces or more curated shows within the spaces we are every day like you said one of the last ones you were hanging was at a boutique hotel yes and should we try to bring art into more of those lived spaces or do we need more mm. patrons of the art to open up a space that can be dedicated solely to art or where do you see that going so in some ways you know like gallery gitanjali kind of shut down so in some ways there are less spaces mm. in terms of galleries mm. at the same time there are more casual spaces who keep reaching out to me to put something together or yeah. you know to host a show now of course you can adapt the show you can't do a show like she say for example which was a group right. of eight women artists you can't put a show like that in a hotel yeah you know the show becomes more than what it is it's not just these eight artists exhibiting these works it becomes more of a sort of statement or a, yeah. so so with that focus you would need a proper gallery which has the form and the space to exhibit that to its best yeah then again for if it's like a solo show even like a two person show and it's like a quieter show yeah. where you're, you know you've just got a few works and you're just trying to tell that story then it works in a more offbeat space or a yeah. art juna has been exhibiting mm-hmm. and they get a good oh. crowd and they yeah. get a, you know they've got quite an enthusiastic crowd that follows what yeah. it's up to yeah. so i mean different things work for different spaces mm. so so i would like to see more curated shows whether it's smaller on a larger scale yeah but yeah definitely with more thought put into it where like i'm saying the show becomes more than it is right. you know and mm. would you have for someone who would love to get into curating art and mm-hmm. into creating shows mm-hmm. around Goa what kind of advice would you give that person to just you know, be like hey just do it <laughs> or you know I mean I sort of came into it so randomly yeah I don't know what advice I would give I don't think I'm sort of qualified to do that I think you probably but, are <laughs> but I would say firstly I suppose my background with writing helped a lot 
it because i mean yeah. you know that sort of underpins a show right the catalog yeah. and then you pull it all together and yeah so i mean if you have a love of writing if you're good at that then develop that now there are places in bombay and delhi which offer curatorial studies okay you know yeah. they offer courses yeah. so if you want to go down that route you can yeah. and then again it's about you know you you just get into it but get into it with a lot of um, you have to love art you mm-hmm. have to be keen on meeting as many artists as you can mm-hmm. and spending time with them and learning what their work is all yeah. about and you keep looking i find it very satisfying and enjoyable yeah. so i would uh, I mean if that's the bent of mind then that's yeah I think it's a, it's a very satisfying way to be surrounded by art yes <laughs> even if you're not buying it yeah well, yeah exactly that's kind <laughs> you of you know but it, it's great fun also because i learned so much about goa by looking at its art mm-hmm. and i also do this like when my friends come down i take them to art galleries and yeah. places like that or i'm showing them you know the architectural uh, the, the homes around us and yeah. you know and they have said to me also that like so many of them have said to me we never knew this side of goa you know we had no idea because yeah. you come to a resort you go to the beaches you leave mm. then when someone's living here and they take you to say the project cafe or they take you to morgue or, you know then yeah. you sort of and you and through all these artworks you're learning about the whole portuguese were here for over yeah. 450 years how has that translated into its design into yeah. its food into its you know because yeah. there's just so much that we didn't know It's or that people who are new to goa don't know and it is such an attractive place even if we had no beaches yeah well, that's the thing is the <laughs> you beaches, know it has I so mean, much history and culture and and i would just like to say that people should invest more in goa's cultural future as well yes you know buy more yeah. art yeah <laughs> look at more art buy more art and it's uh, it would really be that you're investing in goa's cultural future yeah it's you very know, true so. We've spoken a lot about the art that you can buy. What is your take on there's a lot of art forms we can't buy or there's artists who perform in a way that mm-hmm. how do we purchase that work or how do we support that artist financially monetarily if their work is more experiential? Those kind of things that we can't buy. How Well, I mean those we kind that? of things need more institutional support yeah. or um, sort of very serious collectors, you know, because then you would generally buy a video of that performance okay. and that's how you support that. Yeah. I mean there are other ways to go about it, but I I don't know if we have such a market for that yet in Goa. Right. So, oh, I guess Patreon. Get a, there's Patreon. I always forget. But there's oh, yeah, yeah for that. anyone is for that? uh, that's more of if you're a patron of that artist in whatever art form they are yeah. podcasting is often used in that format mm-hmm. um, there's these avenues I don't know how much patreon is used in India or within Goa but for a lot of creators mm-hmm. they can support their work through platforms like patreon where you're not okay, buying I'm a specific to check this work out. Yeah, okay but you're basically giving that artist an amount every month to support their work and you know even if it's a small amount like 100 rupees 500 rupees yeah, so over great. months and yeah. if there's many many people contributing it amasses course, to a wage a for that of course it's a great way to do artist. that and like you know this year the fundus orient um, announced its prize again 
where yeah. they've you know they give a sort of an amount of money and an opportunity to do a one month residency in Portugal okay. oh, wow. for yeah for that visual art prize and they've announced it like i think a couple of weeks ago okay so it's nice you know even during the lockdown and everything they went ahead with that yeah and good. goa open arts the festival also announced a grant yeah they, i think a couple of months that ago that was a few months yeah. ago yeah so i think these are very it may not be large amounts of money but it's great that they're doing it yeah, that someone is supporting that process of uh, an artist being allowed to do whatever yeah. they wish to do yeah know? So I mean I'd like to see more support in Goa like big cities you do have more support. Yes. And yeah. a lot of sponsorships and funding and whatever which we don't have so much of here. Here it's mm. more like on yeah. a very small scale. But the good thing is it's there. Yeah. It's great to hear that even throughout this year you've seen that the desire to support the arts hasn't disappeared both privately as well as yeah. there's Because I mean for in between there was a period when you know you thought you know there's never going to be an art fair again there's <laughs> never going to be a curated show it was, it was so depressing <laughs> yep. and like you know i didn't personally want to write anything because i just wasn't in the mood yeah. i think there was so much fear and anxiety and it it was so overwhelming yeah. that you know you just want to switch off and watch something meaningless or yeah. not think about yeah. you know but i'm glad that's passed and yeah. hopefully yeah. that whole period is behind us or we know and how to handle it better next time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so even if we have to stay at home stay with your art enjoy yeah. it yeah. keep yeah. yourself informed yeah. there's a lot of enjoyment and fun to be had that's good i'm glad yeah. I'm, i wasn't sure whether you were going to come with kind of a like <laughs> a worried phase of like well it's been tough on going this year and this yeah, has been really optimistic no yeah <laughs> oh, I'm really happy because I'm that. done with doom and gloom yeah. no, <laughs> and it spreads you know yeah it's true yeah and because I've been talking to friends my collective friends of mine or you know and they've been telling me I picked up five works yesterday yeah <laughs> and you're like you know right. yeah. <laughs> if you believe Which the market's going well I believe the market's going well no yeah. it's good uh, why not yeah yeah what do you have to lose perfect it's very fun in goa yeah. it's kind of changed my whole uh, perception also that you know because dubai is so sophisticated mm. and high end and yeah, yeah. it is very glamorous and bombay is also a little more professional and yeah. everything and goa is just you know you could be in shorts and a t-shirt and selling works of art for <laughs> yeah it's very true in 20 true. years from now you will be sitting on the gaitone days and sousas yeah. and yeah that's true of today so yeah. you should look at it like that yeah. <laughs> that's it for this episode to learn more about Samira's work be sure to check out her Instagram page at workofartgoa and for all other inquiries Feel free to reach out to her via email at samirashape5 at gmail.com. You can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes of this episode, where we'll also be sharing a few Goa.me articles highlighting the many artists, art galleries, and organizations here in Goa who are actively sharing their work during and after the lockdown. To learn more about what we do beyond the podcast, make sure to check out our website, goa.me, and follow us on Instagram, at the rate goa. Subscribe to Goa wherever you get your podcasts with new episodes released every month. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>